Yes, it rhymes with Australia, for those of you who always ask me, and I'm one of the pastors here. Welcome to podcast number three. Woohoo! Sitting with me is Brandy, Director of Youth Ministries. Say hi, Brandy. Hello. And Crystal, who's Pastor of Women. Say hi, Crystal. Hello. We have a couple of updates for you before we get started on our topic of the day. So the first one is that we still have no name. And that's not because you aren't sending us good names. We're getting some great names coming in. We just haven't made time to sit down and sort through them. So please send us your names. We're hoping by podcast number four, we will have an official name. Wait, like hoping or like can we make that a firm? (laughs) We better make that a firm meeting date. We have flipping a coin. We we will have a name. We will have have a name. Different opinions as to what they should be. That's That's the problem too. And we still need your podcast topic ideas, so send those to Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I-E, at northview.org. And she's giving me the thumbs up. And the third one is we realized after our last podcast that um, Crystal mentioned credentialing in the last little bit, and we didn't tell you what that was all about. So there's a number of us at our church that have gone through the credentialing process, which is a long process. We started it last spring. It involves a lot of questions to answer, theological and personal questions, as well as two books and book reviews. And then on Wednesday, October 30th, Crystal and I and Johnny, Greg Harris, Steve and Jeff. Did I yes, miss anyone? No, nope, I think it was just the six. Yeah. We sat down with a panel from the Mennonite Brethren Conference and they got to grill us on all kinds of questions, theological and personal, about our work and our suitability as pastors, not only for here at Northview, but for the conference. And so we passed that process, both of us, our whole team did, and now we are credentialed, which means what, Crystal? It means that we can uh, perform weddings, <laughs> although Thalia doesn't think we, Which we are hoping no one will ask us, so please don't ask us. <laughs> so that's the only really thing that's different in the sense of um, we're registered with the provincial government now as official um, pastors. Mm-hmm. With, and because the conference is our um, governing body, we had to do it through them. So we were pastors before. Our roles haven't changed or anything, but now no. we're kind of registered with the government. Um, right. Yes, and we are vetted by the conference. They now have confidence in us that we will not lead people astray. Yes. So that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yep. Okay, and so then for our Did You Know section, we are going to talk to Brandy. Did you know that many of our listeners have no clue about what happens at high school youth? I was talking to some of our listeners, and although they know your face and they know you MC on stage in center court, they don't know what happens at youth because their kids are too young, their kids are too old, maybe their kids are involved in a different youth. So, Crystal and I have some questions for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like really shocked by that fact. And, and I, I want to make sure that my friends listen to this podcast because they are constantly annoyed at the fact that I get recognized and I have this like minor Northview celebrity status. And so the fact that there's people that don't know who I am is like, yes, I love that. <laughs> I can stick it in there, my friend's face and say, see, see, it's not all the time. It's yep. good. It's we had people that uh, looked up your picture on the website to find out who you were after we started our podcast. Well, that's a pretty good picture. So yes, it's good. I hope they liked it. Okay, Crystal, what's your question? Well, I think you should just let people know what different events go on throughout the week. What are the live nights? What are pastorates? Okay. What happens at each? Pros and cons? Yeah, so it's the high school ministry, not to be confused with middle school ministry or college age ministry. Mm-hmm. People are always confused what age group we work with. So high school grades 9 to 12, and we meet Thursdays. 
And the first and third Thursday of each month is your typical youth night. These are what are called live nights. <laughs> Whatever, it's a youth so night. It's just called something. Yeah, nights. yeah. <laughs> it's it's live and fresh. <laughs> no pre-recorded youth nights happening here. Um, so live night, yeah, your typical youth night. You know, you got your games, you got worship, we got a talk, community, small groups. Uh, we have uh, something at the end called the. Well, it's called the lounge now. It used to be checkers when we had that awesome diner. Now it's we cool, have pretty cool downstairs now. Yeah, so downstairs, go and check it out. Yes, parents. it's yeah. great. Yes, yeah. downstairs, Dave Berg, our facility manager, facility. I don't know, guru. chief, yeah. like brilliant amazing. facility, amazing man with tools. Yeah. Yes, Dave Berg. <laughs> um, yeah, has retrofitted the the old preschool wing of the church and has turned it into. A lounge complete with booths and our little coffee service bar. Indestructible flooring. Yeah, mm-hmm. indestructible flooring. Foosball. Soundproofing. We have a games room. <laughs> it's it's there's actually a place for youth that's very youth focused yeah, in the building. Mocha, and it's, cappuccinos yep, and stuff like that. Machine, the youth love it. Yeah. Love it. So we also have a dedicated and amazing team uh, led by Angela Friesen. She's our, been my like food person for four plus years now. She's amazing. Mom comes in and makes like cinnamon buns from mm-hmm. scratch and wow. brownies and the kids oh, smells buy, amazing. buy them and Covers eat them. Covers the youth yep. smell. So the parents yep. are going to walk in the building now in order to pick up their kids instead of sitting oh, in the car because yes, they yes. want the brownie. Parents and should come in and give their child a toonie and <laughs> <laughs> sit down and share some breadsticks with them and Ooh. talk to them. And, yeah, and we have a Keurig. So, I mean, parents, you need that last little, you know, just before you little coffee just yeah. before you head home. Come on down. <laughs> parents get free coffee. Nice. Cool. Oh, yeah, I just I put that out that. there. I just put that out there. Okay, I'm just coming. now. Okay. <laughs> Podcast special. Isn't it Thursday today? It's Thursday today. <laughs> it's a Thursday. Oh, oh it's but night. it's a oh, pastor oh, night. Oh, there you go. Right there. Okay, good segue. Yeah. Oh, genius. Um, so, Hi, I'm genius MC, just so you know. <laughs> Keep the, going. The first, first and third are these live nights, the youth nights. And then on the second and fourth, we do pastors. The reason we do pastors, we started them about five or six years ago now, was to help that transition from youth group into church. And so Northview, we do pastorates. That's a large part of our community here. And so to make that an easy transition and use the same lingo, use the same strategy that we have for the whole church, we as the youth group also have pastorates. They're grade-based. So they're grade 9, grade 10, grade 11, grade 12. And um, yeah, basically they look pretty similar to a Northview pastorate. You Where do they community, meet, though? You have snack. They meet off-site. They meet in amazing people's homes. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, yes. I kudos am, I am to the homes. always blown away that someone is willing to have 30-some-odd <laughs> teenagers yes. come to their house and invade their house for an evening. Like, honestly, these people know the gospel. Yes. <laughs> yes. These people know the gospel. Uh, yeah, and they, they that's so great. It's such a great community time and building. It takes a large group. It makes it small. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. That's I was massive. Say, I think that's one of the big benefits, for, yeah. especially for the kids that feel like the live night is just too much and it's right. just too scary to walk into mm-hmm. a room yeah. of 100 kids or however, how many yeah. do you get on, on a week, on a yeah, Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're averaging, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids, that that's too big. Right. A great way to start as pastors. Yeah. And yeah. I know for my oldest yes. son, that was the way I kind of said for the first year, I know you don't like live nights because it's a little scary, but you have to go to pastorate. Yeah. And slowly he's just been able to get more and more yeah. involved as he yeah. gets to know people. So, as, as parents yeah. ask how to get their kids involved, I'm always, always pastorate. Pastorate is the way to yeah. get involved because you don't get, you can't get lost. Yeah. You come in the door and 
And then as you come to live nights, you know 30 people already. Yes, yeah, so exactly. And then you break off at the end of the night with that great group. So Okay, I have a surprise question for you. Oh, here it comes. Bring yeah. it. Why do you like working with teens? Oh, <laughs> do we have two hours? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, they're my people group. They're my people group. Um, a lot of people think in youth ministry that you will, oh, you're young, so that's why you work in youth ministry. I hope to be 80 and still working with teenagers. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the Lord has called me to them as a unique people group, and they are a unique people group. Um, I love that they don't dodge around anything. They just tell you like it is. Um, they're also figuring things out. But one of the best things I love, especially within the Christian faith and within the church, is that teenagers get so passionate about things, they have time to get passionate, and they grab onto a concept, and they just run with it. Yeah. And so I just can see teenagers actually playing a large role in hmm. encouraging our body, our family. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, I just, Brandy. I love them. Okay, now you, you know, your Brandy. tears at staff meeting as you yes. weep about how wonderful they are. It's just so great. Okay, I'm going to move us on All to right. the main topic. It was supposed to be on human sexuality, but we changed it up. We had mentioned and sex in two podcasts yes. already. So we, we changed it up come. to it's divine come. sovereignty and human freedom. Big words, but don't worry. We will break it down because that's what we do best. I think that should be a podcast name. Break it down. Maybe not. Break it down. But two Saturdays, two Saturdays ago, we had a leadership breakfast here at Northview. They happen twice a year. And Crystal, tell us who goes to a leadership breakfast. Um, basically, anybody who is on one of the commissions at church. So we have Women's Commission, Men's Commission, Prayer Commission. Um, they're people that kind of lead the different ministry areas of the church. Uh, pastorate leaders, life group leaders, um, people who volunteer and uh, teach Sunday uh, kids. But the down. coaches, like the coaches, the, yeah, yeah, the head, not the volunteers, yeah, like not the assistants, yeah, the ones that are kind of in leader, kind of yeah, leadership elders, roles, elders, pastors, yeah. staff, yeah. So it's usually a full center court, like around two hundred and some people. We yeah, have it on a Saturday morning. So Brandy, why would anyone want to go to a leadership breakfast? Well, I think that um, even your summary of, of kind of who goes, it's, it's a lot of people who are involved in teaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really those teaching roles and that and that very, um, yeah, proclamation and biblical authority. And so um, why I encourage our leaders to go as they're discipling, um, discipling teenagers is that they get the meat and potatoes of of really thick theological teaching. Um, it makes sure that we as a church are all on the same page as yep. to what we're teaching. Yep. It's a really, really, that's really one of the most important aspects is you need to know what we're all agreeing on, what the Bible says. And, and what are the, some of the red flags that are up there. Yeah. Right, yeah. and some of the teachings that are false, yeah, yeah. and to identify yeah. those, yeah. So it's a really good equipping thing, plus it's a good, I think, just for different leaders to see different ministries in the yes. church. Or sometimes you get isolated, yes. you think this is my little thing and this is the only thing that happens at Northview. But then you go into a room of 200 some people and you say, yeah, wow, there's lots of different things going on. So it gives you a, bitter, a bigger vision yeah. for what the church is all about. So this past topic was this one, divine sovereignty and human, human freedom. Sorry, those big long words. But many of you probably weren't able to be there. Maybe you're not leaders yet, or maybe you were sick or away. And so we thought that we would do something more on our new podcast, our no-name podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to make it a little bit um, 
easy for you to understand in all of 15 minutes. <laughs> so, Crystal, you have a few minutes to kind of break it down for us. Why she should we care about this? She does. Yeah. Yeah. Break it down. Every time you say break it down, I want to be like, break it down. So why should we care about this topic? And eventually, what application does it have in our life? Right. So we're gonna, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, mm-hmm. the application part. Um, and we want to say as a disclaimer right away is we're not going to go into the nuts and bolts of every single stream of this because no. it's, there's textbooks and huge books on it. But we have resources if you want them, if this is something that's really um, an area of interest or something you want to figure out. But I think what we need to uh, do in this whole topic is just define how we think about God. Yeah. And the, there's a couple different views um, that's come from this topic. And it's important for us to know what they are and because it defines, yeah, how we think about God and how we interact with him in our day-to-day life. So there's people that would say God set the world in motion. He created it and he's just kind of let it go from there. And he is kind of running around behind us trying to hope that we do things his way, but he's not exactly sure how it's all going to pan out and he's just um you know in heaven kind of watching it all unfold and so that i guess would be the most concerning idea that we would have as staff here at northview so um, you're saying that's not a correct view that's not a correct view okay and we can go into some of the reasons what would the why, big label on that be that would be if you were at a seminary or somewhere talking about it theologically they call it open theism okay. so theos theos is god and so open like god is just open to whatever is going on okay. he's just our buddy in heaven cheering us on hoping that we do the right thing so that's incorrect what would be yeah. then the correct view so that would be kind of outside the mainstream christian view inside the christian view there would be two mainstreams of thought one okay. would be um, that god foreknows what's going to happen but he doesn't necessarily control what's going to happen on okay. a day-to-day basis or whatever he just can see the whole future and and knows what's going to happen that would be t- called arminianism okay the second view would be that God foreknows and controls or okay. and brings things towards his desired outcome. Okay. And so that would be a more Calvinist reform tradition. Okay. So those are the three kind of mainstream. Like I said, the open theism is the one more, it's outside of Christianity. Yeah. It's not a view of God that would be held by anyone that has a kind of orthodox Christian faith. Okay. But the other two are within, within the, Christianity. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what... Uh, in terms of like what you the question you asked why should mm-hmm. we care yeah it's just important to know how like what we think about God um, as we're we're sending our kids off to college as we are working through issues of our own health or things that we're worried about our finances um, do we believe that God is actually sovereign over the things that are going on in our life or do we believe that kind of we have to control our own future our own um, how things are going to work out. Like, are we mm-hmm. in charge of our own destiny or is God in charge of our destiny? And right. so it affects our levels of worry. It affects our levels yeah. of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects, um, yeah, just the way we view, yeah. you know, everything, the decisions that we're, that we're working through. So yeah, that would be my main thing. Yeah. Uh, was there something that... Yeah. Well, how does it apply to you in your work or in your life? Well, I think in my life, um, things like... My husband's a realtor, so there's lots of financial uncertainty. Yeah. Right? How do I walk through that situation? Is it something I bring before God that he has control over the fact that whether we have a check coming in or not? Yeah. Or is it something that I just think, well, God can't do anything about this. And so I just have to figure it all out and I have to get into this little spiral of, of yeah, worry and Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a huge thing for us to really wrestle through and try and sort through. The other thing is the whole idea of salvation. And whether we believe that God um, is 
sovereign over people's salvation and mm-hmm. how that affects mm-hmm. That's us. That's a big one. Right? Yeah. Huge. Whether, yeah. whether we feel like we have to beat it over people's heads and convince them or whether we feel like God is calling people, he's opening their eyes, and so we're just going to pray like crazy for their salvation right. and speak to them as we can. But yep. it really affects how we yes. minister to people. Yes. So. Yeah. And your responsibility in that. Yeah. Like both God, the view of God and the view of what your response then is to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge for evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of... I said to my leaders um, after the meeting that, that we were, yeah, the leadership breakfast, that um, I said, well, if if God is, God foreknows these things like that Arminian view, or if, you know, it's only specific people, how does this affect your reaching out to them? No. Do you have any more knowledge than you did before if you have any of these two different views? And both of, like, my leaders were basically like, no. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know. God is still the author of salvation. So Mm -hmm. you are committed to the Great Commission. You're committed to what he called us to do, which is to go and to make disciples of the nations. And that God is the author of that response. We still have to sow the seeds. And sometimes the criticism people have towards that idea of um, the more Reformed Calvinist tradition is they say, well, then there's no point even evangelizing because God's just going to call who he's going to call and it doesn't depend on us. But right. that's just so non-biblical. Like no. God just says, I'm calling people, but I'm asking you to be part of the calling yeah. process and I'm asking you to be part of the praying process. Yeah. And yeah. so praying, he preaching, works, works teaching, prayers, conversations, he works, through, he works yeah. through us. Yeah. 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 So it's completely yeah. ludicrous to think, oh, that means I'm off the hook. Right. Because yeah. it, even though he is the one doing it, yeah. he is using us. Which yeah, shows this yeah. tension. There's so there's so many aspects of theology and God's character that yeah. exists in this tension. Yeah. You know, and I, I picture like this uh, elastic band wrapped around your fingers, and each finger represents a different aspect. There is that God is sovereign, but not that's not alone. There's a tension that then pulls with that elastic to my responsibility, and they have to operate together in this tension in order to move forward. So if I just was like, oh, sovereignty, completely God is sovereign, then it wouldn't matter that I could go and stand in Seven Oaks Mall and just rip into people. I could just be like, hell is real and God's going to come and judge you and he loves you. And I could just keep going like this and be like, oh, I have no responsibility in how I'm communicating that to people because well, God is sovereign and he decides who gets to go to heaven. So I'm just going to rip in hellfire and brimstone right in Seven Oaks Mall and not have any responsibility to how I'm living that out. I'm just preaching from my box in Seven Oaks Mall. Well, that wouldn't be that existing intention. That would just be me living out a bad theology of the sovereignty of God and God's control and not over those putting things. into place kind of all of the rest that scripture tells you about God. Right. right? In terms of how I'm just taking one of those fingers and, and it's not just going crazy yeah, with it. Yeah. Going crazy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not holding in balance these tense issues. I think this uh, sovereignty and human freedom is a huge issue in my work. A lot of people will ask mm. me why yeah. I don't get burned out with all the muck that I hear. Cause I hear right. a lot of That's difficult muck. Yeah. But for me, it's God's muck. He's the one who's in charge of people's lives, and Mm -hmm. he has the power and authority to change their lives Mm -hmm. using me possibly as one of those pieces. But it's not up to me to follow them home and then make all their choices and change their marriages and change their parenting and change their whatever choices. It's Yeah, I know. (laughs) And so then I don't have to bring it home with me, stressing and straining and Mm. keeping up at night and worrying if I said the right thing and did the right thing because it's not up to me at all. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, God has a bigger piece mm -hmm. for that person. Absolutely. You might be a part of that piece, but he may bring someone else in five Mm -hmm. years down the road that adds a different piece. Yeah. 
Yes. So yes, people have choice in their daily lives and they can make their lives worse or better based on their choices. So they have freedom, but God is sovereign in their life and it's not me to be sovereign in their life. It's God. Which gives you freedom. Oh, so much freedom and so, so much, much less stress and yes. strain and tension because I yeah. am not worrying to death about all the people that yeah. we come to care about and that have difficult situations here at our church. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. say the exact same thing, like where the rubber hits the road on this issue for me and my personal experience has been in definitely in singleness. And so, so there's so many people that have this really bad theology of like, God will give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> uh, that could be a, in my opinion, rant that <laughs> I could go, go on. Yeah. Uh, the bad teaching of just this one verse, but like mm-hmm. the fact that I, there's so much freedom in the fact that I am a sinner. I am a sinner and I deserve death because Mm. of that. I deserve death. I don't deserve anything else but that. But the grace of God that's been shown me through Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection allows me life and allows me so, so I have this breath and I have this. So I live to glorify God with my life. Yes. God doesn't owe me anything. God doesn't owe me a husband. He doesn't owe me marriage. He doesn't owe me. And he is in control of those things. Yeah. Totally so in control of those things. Faithfully walk out through each day and just yeah. say, God will bring into my yeah. path. So if it's in. his will and his plan for my life that that's going to be good and bring him the most glory and me the most good, bring it. Hey, but, but does that change that I don't want? No, of course. No. Well, I want my Australian accent, <laughs> tall, dark, and handsome, loves teenagers, husband, sure. Yeah, no, totally. But do Australia, I... It's not a plug. <laughs> Anybody out there who knows... Oh, so like it doesn't have to be an Aussie accent, okay? okay. It's an accent, you know, oh. it's, there's something nice. Maybe an like Irish a, boxer. Once like a Jack Black Christian. Okay. Okay, we're going off on a tent. We're not drawing up. But no, but the thing is, is that that becomes not contingent on my relationship with God. Like if you don't get it, you're just if I don't get it, I'm ditching God. Yeah. Yeah. No, because he's sovereign and he's in control of that thing. That is not for me to worry about. And so to not be like, I'm content in that, that knowledge of God being in control of all things for, for his glory and my good. Oh, such freedom. I don't I have think to worry about that. That's a huge factor, too, in the fact that you didn't say this word, but you have essentially submitted to the fact that God totally. is in control. He has the authority, and he is God. Totally. And we are not God, and we are his servants. We are just the oh, little... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness we're not God. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's but a wrestling oh, issue. Like yeah. I have wrestled with that through my 20s, wanting my own things and not wanting God's plans for me because my plans, in my view, were much better than what God's plans for me. Yeah. So that took a, a while to wrestle through that, to figure yeah. out, was I going to submit to God? Let the coins drop. Yeah. And when yeah. you're going through a really tough time, that's a hard thing. It is a very hard yes. thing. Like mm-hmm. when we lost, uh, my youngest was a twin, and when we lost his brother through at the very end of my pregnancy, it, that was what I struggled with, was God's sovereignty over the situation, knowing that I fully believed that he could have done something to make this baby live. Yes. Um, and then he didn't. And where the rubber hit the road for me every week was going to church and singing praise songs. I was like, I know I love God intellectually, and I know that I am still walking with God, but I could not, like for a while, I would just cry as yeah. I tried to sing, right? Because totally. it's coming against this sovereignty of God yes. that he had a different plan for that situation. Yes. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a flippant thing you want to use no. either. Like you don't want to no. say to somebody who's 
son just died. Oh, oh. well, it was all in God's plan. Like, yeah. that just horrifying. No, please don't oh, do that. Please <laughs> don't do that. No, bad. No. So that person's going to have to wrestle through however they wrestle through that with yeah. God. And they, they'll do it in their own time and their own way. For yeah. me, I talked about it the first time publicly about eight years later, and I was shaking as I yeah. talked about it. Like, yeah. it, that kind of thing yep. takes a long time. So it does. you have to give people time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take the hurt out of it. No. It doesn't take the suffering away. No. no, it doesn't take the. It just gives you a hope that yeah. God's going to use it somehow, right? Yeah. Whatever hard yes. thing, it gives you that hope that okay, yeah. this is not in vain. It's not just random. Somehow, yeah. God will redeem yeah. the situation. And like you said, yeah. you know it, right? You start to rely on your your knowledge of God. Man, I'm not feeling the love right now. Yeah. I'm not fe- I'm not feeling it, but I know it, and yeah. I know it to be true, and I know that God is good still sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah still sucks yeah so what but would we God say to people that are confused about this issue or are struggling with is this issue because we're kind of running out of time we're going to need to give people some resources or some direction what would you say crystal or brandy well i have i have one resource that has helped me and and Thaley, you would hit the the word on the head there about submission which oh scary <laughs> the women are talking about submission let's redeem the word let's bring it back to the biblical um but a book that i read when i was going through a rough time um in my ministry actually was called the tale of three kings and it actually um really paints a great picture of this the, the story between king david and saul when, when Saul was um, uh, the king and David was um, serving him and everyone was like, no, no, this is, you know, this is, he's such a bad king and he's this corrupt. is, yeah, he's you corrupt, you got to do something about it. And David constantly was like, he is the anointed king that God has put in there for a certain time. And I will not, will not overthrow that because God is in control. And I just read this book and was like, oh, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And I, I do consistently come back to that book sometimes and, and those scriptures in particular, just to remember, right, God is in control. Do you remember and the author's name? No. Okay, I'll, put I'll put a link. I'll okay, put a link. Okay, Brandy will put a link. An Amazon link or whatever, yeah. What about you, Crystal? Think, well, I just think anytime you study God's word, uh, he's revealing his character. And what you need to remember or hang on to in those moments where you're not liking what's going on or where you're freaking out about what's going on is his character and yeah. that he is goodness. Like as he reveals himself to Moses, he says, I will have all my goodness pass by you. He mm. doesn't say I will have my personality. Like yeah. he defines himself by goodness. And so we need to hang on to what we know about God and who he is mm-hmm. when we're in the midst of pain, knowing that he is good. He will bring things through this. He is loving. He is, you know, all these things that he tells us in his word that we won't believe unless we read his word because the world is not telling us any no. of that stuff, no. right? The world I think is- you had a passage for us that you were thinking about. Actually, we just did it this morning in a women's Bible study. Yeah, we're doing a, uh, we have a small discipleship group going on uh, Thursday mornings. And so we've just been talking going systematically through the Bible, and today it was in Isaiah 40. And so I just thought I'd read a portion of it, but um, you can read the whole chapter. It's it's amazing. Um, but a portion of it, I'll just read from chapter uh, verses 12 to 14. Who has measured the water in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord on what man show, or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? So it's just talking about the fact that God is so much mm-hmm. above us, mm-hmm. that he has created this whole world, that he is the one whose reason and knowledge and 
wisdom uh, is our standard. It's not our human standard yeah. Uh, yeah. to live by. So yeah, read yeah. Isaiah 40. Read all of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Well, Which I think you... the, the summary is have a higher view of God. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like continuously <clears throat> seek to have a higher view of God. Yeah. And as he presents himself in scripture, not yeah. as we want to reinvent him yeah. to make it. Totally. Don't yeah. make him human. He's yeah. God. Yeah. So, yeah. Crystal, can you pray out of that for us before we move on to the In My Opinion section? Okay. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we just thank you. Um, first of all, I guess that you are not dependent on us um, in terms of us figuring everything out, Lord, for you to do your purposes and your plans. I think of that so much at my work here, Lord, um, as I'm ministering to women and as I'm teaching Lord, I just thank you that you have plans for each person here, that you have known them since before they were born, and you will know all the days that you have for them. Um, and that if I am a piece of that, um, I'm grateful to be part of that. But I know that you, they are in your hands, Lord, that you are sovereign over their lives. I thank you, Lord, that you have created each of us. I thank you for the amazing ability that you've given us, or the privilege you've given us of serving here. And I thank you that you love each of us and care for each of us, Father. And so we just pray, Lord, that... Um, we would have a heart for following you. We pray, Holy Spirit, that as we open the scriptures, um, that you would continually remind us of who you are so that we wouldn't get so caught up in our own human wisdom, Lord, that we would fail to um, just have awe and glory for your wisdom, Father. And we just pray that as uh, we communicate with you and as we pray and as we worship, Lord, that you would just continually teach us about yourself. Pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay. In my opinion. We're going to talk today about the Christmas home tour. Christmas! <laughs> Crystal, what is in your opinion about the Christmas home tour? <laughs> in my opinion and in various opinions. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that we do in women's ministry. Some people like it. Some people are concerned about it. Some people see it as a materialistic kind of let's look at who's got the big house on Eagle Mountain kind of thing. Isn't that what it is? It is not what it is. What? <laughs> So we just wanted to clarify a little bit about that. Um, what it is, is a kind of a way for people who love decorating, love hospitality, love having people in their homes at Christmas to help uh, the community in doing something that they already do. So um, it raises money as people walk through each other's homes. It raises money for a different group. Last year it was Cyrus Center. The year before that was Life Recovery Home. And this year it's Your Pregnancy Options. So it's groups that our church supports and wants to come behind. And the homes that host this tour are, yeah, women who love decorating and love hospitality. Mm. Uh, so some of the homes are little teeny homes that you walk through in 10 seconds. Other ones are bigger ones. Um, but uh, it's people that, yeah, have a heart for the holiday season and, and bringing people into their homes through it. Last year we had one home that had like a whole gospel theme, theme throughout the whole thing. It was Monica Carstances that had like a big... Shout uh, out. Yeah, shout out to Monica. <laughs> <laughs> she had like Bible verses everywhere and a big uh, projection of Mary and Jesus on her shed at the back with a Bible verse on the side of it. So she was really seeing it as a way to witness to non-Christians that came. I've had a lot of people come within the church say, this is one event that my non-Christian friends will come hmm. to with me. Oh, yeah. And they thing. feel like, yeah, and they yep. feel like, wow, that church is cool. It's involved in the community. It's supporting the community. And the other cool thing about it is that the women organizing the Christmas home tour uh, will decorate the house or the group that we're um, supporting, and then people will walk through that home so that the people coming through get a glimpse for the ministry that's going oh, on that's at the Cyrus Center, at Life Recovery. So this time... They'll walk through your pregnancy options. Ah, they'll get to know the facility. Yeah, they'll cool. get to see, meet the people that yeah. will be there. 
And then also they raise money for these donations or the decorations get to stay there. So like yeah. Life Recovery now has decorations every oh, year nice. for the Christmas home because the Christmas home tour was hosted there and now they have these things. And same with Cyrus Center last nice. year. So now they have the stuff. So when is this happening? So this is happening December the 8th. It's a Sunday afternoon. Okay. From 1 till 6. So this is basically like a real life Pinterest. It is. <laughs> That's basically what this is. You can get your Pinterest fix. If you sit at your yeah. computer at home and you're like, oh, I like that decoration. Oh, I'm going to try that this year. Oh, I like that. Or if you're a man and you're like, that's a really nice tree. And uh, that's, uh, I really like the way that guy did the lights. Yeah, those are some good lights. Where are those clips? You get those at home hardware? Where would you get those clips? There are some men that come along. I'm hey, just, no, like, it's wow, not just for women. Yeah, no, tour. that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But like, you're basically doing the same thing, right? Yeah. It's just the guys standing out like comparing the tires of the car. Or the <laughs> that's kind of what you're doing, right? So that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. This is a real a life day interest. Yeah. And, oh, they, and you do it in community. Pinterest in community because you're with your buddies nice. walking around the houses. Christmas. Okay, people, Christmas. podcast buddies, we are out oh, of time. Ophelia, Ophelia, Ophelia. She's pretty good, but now she's, she's like, yeah, no, I know. I know. You should see the hand signals that we're getting. Oh, I my know. gosh. Rev but it we up. have Rev to wrap it up. it up. So have a great couple wait, what of are weeks. We ta- wait, what are we talking about? I ask this question every time. What are we talking about? Uh, we don't know. So oh, stay Christmas tuned. Angst. Christmas angst. We're oh. talking about, weren't we? Like, oh, yeah. The stress of Christmas and family stuff. Ooh, that'll be Christmas stuff. Okay. Two weeks weeks from this week yeah i think something like that stay tuned talk to you later